to the Dupe Show. I'm your host, RJ Dupree, and this is the show about sports and whatever. Episode number 32 here of the Dupe Show. Thank you, Danny, for bringing us in. The greatest, the best, the most intense, the most amazing imaginary producer in all the land, Danny. Thank you very much. Episode 32 of the Dupe Show. Let's see. Think of some fun 32s. We got uh, Jim Brown. Mike Gaddis of the Oklahoma Sooners, you know, because it's that weekend. Uh, let's see. Who else we got? Jim Brown. Uh, Ricky Waters. I always think of Ricky Waters on 32. Definitely some fun 32s out there for show. Thank you for joining us here now for this episode 32. Press play. Press share. Make sure you're taking care of the Dupe Show to help the Dupe Show grow. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you sharing. We appreciate all the cool clicks that you give us. Thank you so very much. Uh, That helps us pay the bills, keep Danny paid, and keep this show a-moving. So we got uh, a lot of things to talk about today in episode 32 of the Dupe Show. OU Texas, of course, the pink elephant in the room. Danny, you got any, like, boomers sooner over there? No, you don't. Okay, that's enough. I mean, you get what you pay for. And baby, it's free. But anyway, what a great weekend for the Oklahoma Sooners going down to Dallas and beating the highly ranked Texas Longhorns 34-30 in an unbelievable game. That was an incredible football game. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, here in a little bit, we're going to talk about some uh, Major League Baseball playoffs. We'll talk. We probably will try to hit some NFL stuff as well. Start off, by the way, mad props to Oklahoma State Friday night. Their football team kind of on the struggle bus. Fans are getting cranky, and they go out and whoop Kansas State Friday night. So mad props to them. We talked about that in episode 31 of the Dupe Show, how uh, – when you're ranked or close to being ranked, you do not want to go on the road Thursday or Friday night and play against a team that maybe is down a little or isn't ranked because that team always covers and sometimes wins the game. Right? Utah got blanked the week before. Kansas State goes to Stillwater Friday night and gets whooped. So uh, props to the Cowboys for taking care of business on that. Hopefully they can get things rolling a little bit. As the, uh, as the Big 12 sets up shop for somebody, somebody to be captain of the Big 12, right? I mean, OU and Texas, obviously, out the door. Let's talk some Red River rivalry. Danny, thank you. Has anyone told you you're doing a great job today, Danny? You look amazing, yeah? Anyone told you that? No? Well, somebody's got to lie to you, buddy. I mean, come on. I'm here for you. I am here for you. Let's talk OU Texas. 34-30 on the final. An incredible football game. That first quarter was absolutely non-stop highlights, right? I mean, the special teams was crazy. Texas scored a uh, scored a touchdown on a blocked punt. Um, and then a, uh, a little while later, uh, later in the game, when it was important, they actually ran into the kicker giving Oklahoma a first down. So that was a big deal. What were some of the other, like, big, crazy plays of of this game? Let's see. It started off with a uh, Ewers throws an interception, and Oklahoma gets to have a 22-yard drive for a touchdown. 
right? That was a big one. Um, let's see. Then they took Texas had another interception on the one yard line to their big tight end. A ball pops up in the air. Boom, pick off for the Sooners. That was a big deal. So uh OU missed a touchdown right before going into the half. The first half was just bananas, full of highlights everywhere. You could not take your eyes off of this game. It was it was awesome, right? So OU missed out on a touchdown right there before the half. Uh, they take three points. So OU left some points on the field, but so did Texas, right? I mean, the interception at the one-yard line is a killer. Uh, the interception in your own end, on your own end of the field, that's a killer because it gives seven points to the other team. Uh, the running into the kicker, that's a killer. That's as good as a turnover. Turnovers were obviously the key to this game. As you look at the stats, passing yards, total yards, all that type of good stuff. Total yards, 486, 527 in favor of Texas. So, as great as the Oklahoma defense has been, and it has been phenomenal. Phenomenal. Okay, 12 interceptions on the year. Uh, it's it's hard-pressed to find any of the seasons in recent years where the Sooners could come up with 12 interceptions. They've already got 12 interceptions through five games. So, yeah, that's a big deal. But they did give up a lot of yards Saturday to Texas. 527 is a bunch. They had uh, 486 for themselves. Rushing yards. The Sooners led the rushing yard battle, which is a big deal usually when it comes to Longhorns and Sooners. Sooners lead 201 to 156, but 113 of that 201 was Dylan Gabriel from the quarterback position just taking off and running, ad-libbing on his own. He had 113 yards with a rushing touchdown from the quarterback position. We'll talk a little bit more about that here in a minute. Punts, OU punted the ball four times where Texas only punted once. Penalties. Nine for 70 yards for the Longhorns, where Oklahoma had four for 30 yards. Obviously a big deal. That running into the kicker was a big deal. Penalties, and then we get to the big the big uh, storm of this game. Fumbles. Texas had one loss. Interceptions. Texas had two thrown. So, three turnovers for the Longhorns, zero for the Sooners, and penalties added up for the Longhorns. That was really the story of the game. In a game this tight, in a game that amazing, those are killers. That swings the game right there. And we knew going into this game, we talked last week on the Dupe Show how I thought Texas was a better team and the Sooners could win this game because it's obviously OU Texas and it's crazy and they're going to need some stuff to happen. It absolutely happened. Okay, we got the Longhorns in penalty trouble. We got the Longhorns in turnover trouble. And that's how a game like this happens, right? Sooners win the game 34-30. Texas actually takes the lead. Under a minute and a half to go with the field goal that they kicked. And then Dylan Gray Gabriel, the drive of legends for the Oklahoma Sooners, just marches right down the field. Four plays later, scores a touchdown. <clears throat> and voila, Sooners win 34-30. I'm still a little giddy over it. I've been doing some touchdown dances around the living room, you know, doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Because any day, any day is a great day to beat Texas. We've always said that on Twitter. Before we got kicked off and after we've renewed, you know. So, any day is a great day to beat Texas. And that also helps me be a fan of other teams that want to beat up on Texas. You know, because that's how I roll. <laughs> We're not ashamed. I love rooting for Oklahoma State when they can go beat Texas too. So, uh, props to Oklahoma State over the weekend. Props to the Oklahoma Sooners. Now, does what does this game mean for the Sooners? What does this game mean for... For Dylan Gabriel. Now, I've been a very high Dylan Gabriel supporter 
uh, throughout the last year and a half, throughout the last season and a half. These armchair quarterbacks, every Monday morning, every time Dylan Gabriel throws a pass high through the back of the end zone or high over the pylon or whatever, they're like, oh my God, this guy's just not accurate, this and that. And I'm like, A, first off, that's exactly where you're taught to miss. Half the time when he misses, he misses exactly where you're taught to miss. So armchair quarterbacks, learn that, please. Secondly, I love these Oklahoma receivers. Love them, right? I mean, we've the Sooners got some studs on the field right now, okay? Nick Anderson, uh, Drake Stoops. Uh, we got Farouk, Jalil Farouk. I love Jalil Farouk. These, these guys, Farouk, Anderson, obviously NFL bound. Heck, Stoops might find a spot because the dude's just a baller. Uh, who knows, right? But I got a little crow to pick with them when it comes to Dylan Gabriel. And one thing I noticed Saturday in the game with the Longhorns, especially in the first quarter, right? As crazy as that first quarter was, OU left some points on the field in that the receivers, besides Drake Stoops, Drake Stoops does this very, very well, but he's like a brainiac, you know, coach's kid, all that stuff. The rest of them don't break off routes very well. So when Dylan Gabriel breaks the pocket and he's out running around doing what he does, he does that a lot, some of our receivers just kind of turn and stand. Is that how you run a route? Is that how you break off a route? No, it's not. Okay? So it's you've got to run with him. You've got to run up the sideline. You've got to run back and forth across the back line. By the way, back and forth across the back line would have got him a touchdown in the first quarter. Up the sideline would have got them a huge gain in the first quarter. Both times the receiver stopped wide-eyed and just stared at Dylan Gabriel as he's running around breaking the pocket. One of which almost got picked off on the back line of the end zone when Gabriel tried to squeeze it in there to a standing still receiver anyway. So if I have a crow to pick with these super stud receivers that we all love so much, break off your routes, go where you're supposed to go. Stop looking around. In the Cincinnati game, Dylan Gabriel took a lot of heat for a pass that he threw over the front pylon on a seven route. When they run a little slant and go to the to the front pylon, Gibson is like 6'5 monster. And if he runs that route, they score a touchdown. He runs the slant and then he fakes the defensive back on the go. And then he like looks at the D-back like, I got you, and takes a false step. I, I don't know what that was about. Go. If you put your head down, run the route, you get to that ball that's eight feet over the pylon, which is exactly where it's supposed to be. And oh, by the way, you're a six foot six monster. Go get the ball. Don't talk a little smack to the D-back after you fool him. Like, I, I, don't, I, I don't know what that little false step was. It's, in my mind now, it's hearsay that he talked a little smack, but he took a false step and it cost him the route, which eventually cost him six points. So... I've been a big fan of Dylan Gabriel. Maybe I'm a little biased and I will look for some of that stuff. But little crow to pick with some of these receivers. Step it up. Get in and out of the routes. Let's go. Okay? Help my man out. He's out there rushing for 113 yards because you're not breaking out of routes. <laughs> when you start staring at him, yeah, he's going to take off. See ya. So. That's a little thing we can work on. The Sooners, man, really, as, as much love as they are getting nationally and as much uh, as, as high as they're climbing up the ranks, 
some of that good stuff. They're going to be as high as like fifth this this week. Uh, I don't have them that high just yet. But, yes, I love that they beat Texas, and uh, we'll see. There's a lot of teams out there that's probably going to be better favored against OU right now. Uh, but they're getting they're getting a lot better, right? And I love it. As, as much credit as they're getting and as awesome as this weekend was, they can look at that game film and find a lot of mistakes and get a lot better. So uh, Coach Venables and the boys are going to be able to coach them up a lot even after a victory like that. So that's awesome. Uh, let's see. We gave props to Oklahoma State earlier for beating Kansas State. Now, Spencer Sanders is an interesting story. This guy goes from Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State starting quarterback, leaves Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma State desperately needs a starting quarterback this year. So that is dumb, right? I mean, 90% of where you should go in college is opportunity, okay? Listen to that, kids. 90% of where you should go in college is opportunity, okay? If you have an opportunity to be the starting quarterback, the stud, the main guy, make the program run for a few years, that's probably where you need to be. Spencer Sanders leaves Oklahoma State to go to Ole Miss. Jackson Dart does the same. He leaves USC to go to Ole Miss and becomes becomes the starter. Spencer Sanders doesn't get to touch the field at Ole Miss this year. And like, so all this open transferring, right? It's so great for the kids. Is it good for Spencer Sanders right now? Huh? Who's going to put in a lot of NIL money to pay for this, the psychologist that Spencer Sanders might need for the rest of his life? Like, this is incredible, incredible stuff. You know, we see all the glorious stories. We see all, all the fancy transfers that turn out to be great. But do you ever pay attention to the bad ones? This is brutal. Brutal. Could you imagine being that kid watching Oklahoma State desperately need a quarterback while he, like, barely smells the grass, holds the clipboard from the sideline of an old Miss game? Unbelievable. I... I don't know what would go on in my mind. I don't know that I'm tough enough to handle that. I would definitely need an NIL shrink to help a brother out. Like, ugh, I can't imagine what that kid's going through. So to round out our college football talk, last week, let's see, who was the big six? So we like to we like to talk about the big six on the Dupe Show. These are six teams that we think might get into the four-team playoff. Last week we had Georgia... Which uh, let's see, they spanked Kentucky fifty-one thirteen. One of my, one of my gambling buddies, the Fat Jack Sports Service. I heard Fat Jack talking about this game the other day, and he said all the gamblers were loading up on Georgia. Vegas kind of has uh, Kentucky marked as a, a little bit overrated, and this and that. They know exactly where they stand. Georgia's going to thump Kentucky. That line come out a little bit large, so it was a little bit scary to take Georgia at fourteen points or whatever it was, and Georgia. Did indeed, props to Fat Jack, they thumped Kentucky 51 to 13. So let's see. Uh, rounding out Dupe Six, we had Georgia, Texas, Florida State, USC, Ohio State, and Oregon. Those were Dupe's big six last week. Georgia crushes Kentucky. Texas gets beat. <laughs> gets beat. Gets beat by my Oklahoma Sooners. <laughs> anyway, uh, Florida State, they beat Virginia Tech 39 17. USC went to double overtime. <laughs> Lincoln Riley pulling off. Victories in Lincoln Riley fashion. USC two overtimes over Arizona. Ohio Ohio State handled Maryland. Oregon was actually off along with Washington. So this week uh, on the Big Six we have Georgia, Florida State, Ohio State, Oregon, Michigan, and so I've put Michigan in for the sixth Big Six. I'm still putting USC. They they found a way to win the game. 
Yes, are they probably tied with OU and Washington right there for the big for the sixth of the big six? Probably so. Washington was off last week as well, but OU's definitely climbing their way into this conversation. I don't have them officially in the big six just yet. These things will play out just a little bit. So if we could say maybe it's a big eight this week, adding OU and Washington, but Georgia, Florida State, Ohio State, Oregon, Michigan, USC on the bubble. Oklahoma and Washington, and uh, it's going to be a fun, fun college football season to see how all that stuff plays out. And I'm excited to see the Oklahoma Sooners get better uh, as their season progresses as well. And it'll be it'll be fun to watch, right? They should be favored most all their games now. Uh, Oklahoma State's a little bit down. TCU's a little bit down. West Virginia, they're they're not going to be favored over an Oklahoma team and Norman. Um, so most of these games, Oklahoma should be able to handle business, right? And then we'll see uh, quite possibly. Texas will be favored in all their games as well. So it is very much quite possible that we see these two teams again in the Big 12 championship coming up in uh, towards the end of December. See, what else can we talk about? What else is going on? It is fall time. We love fall time. October is the month for Major League Baseball playoffs. We talked a little bit about that last week in episode 31. By the way, if you're not following me on Twitter, please do so at Show Day Dupe. That's S H O W. D-E-D-O-O-P, Show Day Dupe. You can hit me up on Twitter or The Dupe Show on Instagram. That's The Dupe Show on Instagram. Why can I talk? What'd you put in my coffee, Danny? The Dupe Show on Instagram. Hit me up. Feel free to criticize me, talk to me, flirt with me, whatever. I'm down for whatevs. Hit me up. Holla. So, let's see. Uh, what were we talking about? Major League Baseball playoffs. Last week, we talked a little bit about round one, where I was dead wrong in pretty much all of them. Hashtag dupe knows. Hashtag sometimes we're dead wrong. So, uh, yeah, we missed a lot of those. Although Arizona, uh, give them some credit. They went and handled the Brewers, so they moved on to take on the Dodgers. And then in game one, they absolutely shellack, shellack the Dodgers. Eight runs in the first inning and, uh, put it on, put it on Clayton Kershaw and uh, for some reason, Major League Baseball has these goofy schedules uh, in these divisional rounds, right? I mean, if you look at the look at the schedules, Philadelphia, the Phillies take a one nothing lead in Atlanta. Atlanta was shut out for the first time at home this season. Uh, I don't know if you know how many home games Atlanta has had this year. About mm, eighty one. So that was the eighty second home game of the season. For Atlanta, that was the first time they were shut out. Philadelphia won that game. So the Phillies take a 1-0 lead in that series. Arizona takes a 1-0 lead over the Dodgers by shellacking. Absolutely shellacking. Clayton Kershaw and the Dodgers. Uh, But both National League series have an off day after the first game. So in 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 a professional sport where the game is literally built around series and how you can handle a series, they give two of these divisions... Of these playoff matchups, they get a they get an off day, the second day of the series. American League didn't get that. Texas now leads Baltimore 2-0. That's a great matchup for Texas. They got a chance there to advance. And uh, last night, the Minnesota Twins beat Houston to tie up that series where the Astros and the Twinkies now tied 1-1. So the American League has already played two games where both, te- both series in the National League had an off day after their first game. I, I don't get it. I mean, that changes... That changes a series so much. And they get more off days throughout that series. Huge advantage for the National League here. 
uh, in these divisional rounds as they get just off days galore. You know, if your pitcher's banged up a little bit or if you get – or, you know, God forbid if your first game starter gets lit up like the Dodgers, no problem. We'll give you an off day and, you know, and you play a game and then we'll give you another off day. No problem. We'll take care of that bullpen for you schedule-wise. I have no idea what Major League Baseball is doing there. I mean, the American League would love to have some rest days for their bullpen, right? What? What is that? I'm about to tweet them. About to, Danny, remind me to tweet Major League Baseball later. They're going to get a little piece of the dupe show's mind. So there you have it. Uh, yeah, we didn't pick we didn't pick the wild card rounds very well. Um, Texas advanced, Minnesota advanced, Philadelphia advanced, uh, Arizona advanced. Uh, I still think it's it's going to be sad if it's not Atlanta versus Houston. But Texas is playing great. Arizona's off to a big start, and, and Atlanta's got to get through Philadelphia first. So that's what the playoffs are all about. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're still we'll stay with Atlanta and Houston for the pick, but what the heck. This thing's going to be awesome. Awesome. I love playoff baseball. And the NFL. Philadelphia still undefeated. San Francisco still undefeated. And my fantasy teams, we can talk about fantasy teams a lot. Guacamole State finds a way to score a boatload of points again. They run so good in fantasy sports. Ooh, Guacamole State, they're always my baby. They're running good. Even with Zach Moss on the bench as he scored two touchdowns and 100 yards, whatever he had. Uh, the return... The return of the $40 million man uh, messed up Zach Moss, so I put him on the bench twice in both my leagues, and, uh, and one of which I replaced him with, uh, I'm forgetting his name, the starting running back for the Colts that set out for so long and just got the big contract. Uh, anyway, y'all know who I'm talking about. One of which I replaced Zach Moss with him, and of course that got messed up because Zach Moss went off and uh, the million-dollar man did not so much. But he's got a new contract. Congratulations. Zach Moss says, oh, you're going to give my man a fat contract but not me? Every time I get the ball, I'm going 20 yards. Thank you so much. <laughs> he ran for a boatload with two touchdowns, like 35 fantasy points, something ridiculous. So good for Zach Moss. Uh, that was kind of cool. My other team with Zach Moss on the bench, Los Boats and Hoes, we are terrible. We are awful. And it pains me that I have one of those teams – that every now and again, you'll see a team where you're just like, you're stuck, right? You're stuck with dudes you can't really get rid of. You're stuck with dudes that you can't really trade. You're stuck with dudes that aren't really going to win. They're not going to ever blow up enough to, that you win some games. You're not going to make playoffs with these dudes. I have that team. It sucks. It's like a three-legged puppy dog. You just watch it run around. There's nothing you can do. Put a little skateboard under his leg or something cool. I don't know. But that... That uh, Los Boston host pains me. Pains me, y'all. And they got they got throttled again today. They got throttled again this weekend with Zach Moss on the bench. And uh, if he would have been in the lineup, we would have had a shot tonight with... Uh, who do we have going tonight? Green Bay Raiders. It's Watson. We got Watson for the uh, Packers going tonight. Uh, he's been dinged up the first couple of weeks. Could bail us out a little bit. To where if I would have had Zach Moss in the lineup, we'd have made it. But anywho, Guacamole State still doing well, so we can root for them. That's all I got. Uh, Danny, what do you have? You give me, get us out of here. Do you have any more Boomer Sooner? Hey! That's all we got. All right, play the music, Danny. Get us out of here.
You get what you pay for, but baby, this is free. Thank you for listening to episode number 32 of The Doop Show. I'm RJ Dupree. He's Danny. We out.